Hey friends, welcome back to another Seed Talk with Lane and Lisa. Hey Lane. How is it going? Hey, it is going really well. You know, spring is just around the corner, so things are popping, growing, um, all kinds of fun stuff going on here at the farm. So friends, remember that the podcast is brought to you by thegardenersworkshop.com, which is home base for everything you need for growing cut flowers, whether you're a home gardener or a flower farmer. So Lane, take it away. Okay, well, it is the season of seed starting and the season of grow light questions. So today we're going to be answering some of the most frequently asked grow light questions. So how far away should my grow lights be? How long do the lights need to be on? And if a seed says that it needs light to germinate, does it need to be under grow lights while it's still on the heat mat? So we're just going to go through some of those topics today and hopefully help address some of your top grow light questions and concerns. Great. I know that I also, in every live I've ever done, I always get a grow light question. So yes. great. Let's let's get started. And before we even get started talking about lights, I just want to mention that we are talking about light conditions that are suitable for growing seedlings. And keep in mind, these seedlings are not going to even be in the house for an extended period of time. It's usually just a matter of weeks. We are not talking about trying to grow full-size plants or getting things to fruit or flower indoors. So we're specifically talking about grow light tips for growing seedlings. Exactly. Okay, so this is the question we are getting constantly right now, and it's how far above my seedlings should my grow lights be? And the reason this is difficult to answer is because that depends entirely on what grow lights you have. It's so true, Lane, and I understand how hard it is for people to figure this out, but I want to say, which you've already mentioned, our seedlings are only going to be under this grow light for a short period of time. We're just trying to give them the light they need to grow into a healthy, stocky little plant. And so that means this is one of 50 pieces of the pie. Don't go down rabbit holes. Do not do not get lost. And I understand how easy it is to get lost. It really is. And there are so many different types of lights available, but we'll try to keep our discussion general today rather than specific to just one particular type of light. So whether you have LEDs or fluorescence or some other type of light, aside from footprint considerations, two big factors to consider when you're figuring out where to place your grow lights are the intensity of the lights and the amount of heat they give off. So what's a good test for someone to do, Lisa, if they get a grow light and they're trying to decide how far above their seedlings should they put it? What's a good test they can do initially just in terms of heat? Sure. So you definitely want to do the test because if you have a hot light and you put it right above the canopy, it doesn't take but like two or three hours to toast all of your seedlings. So yeah. I would say turn your light on, um, you know, wherever you are and stand there with your hand about an inch below the light. Set the timer on your phone for a minute because a minute is a lot longer than you think it is. And just see, is my hand getting warm or is it hot or do I feel nothing at all? If, you know, you're feeling confident that there's not a lot of heat, those are grow lights that, in fact, can be right above the canopy an inch or two above. The benefit of that is that if you are a flower farmer and you're using those stainless steel racks that we see so readily available out in the big box stores, you can add more shelves and grow more stuff in the same footprint, right? Um, but there are other benefits if you do have a hot light they tend, this is nothing based on science, y'all. This has been my experience. The really hot ones typically need to be further away 
they typically have more vibrant light and have a broader footprint. So it means yeah. like, you know, you can have like the light that we're showing on the right is uh, just one skinny little light bulb. And it has a footprint of almost 24 inches wide from that one light bulb. And it doesn't get hot. That's our new model of our light. Um, you can, in fact, put it lower than that. But the lower it goes, the narrower the footprint it broadcasts. Um, so it definitely depends on the heat that your light gives out. Is And you have to do a test on your own grow light to figure that out. You do. And also some lights can be really intense and not give off a lot of heat. So that's another reason it might require some experimentation to get the height right. Yeah. And for some lights, the perfect distance might be two inches above your seedlings. For others, it might be two feet. But you want the lights to be close enough that the seedlings don't get leggy, but wow. not so close that they end up scorching or being stressed because the light is too close. I want to say that I love the T8, T12s. I can have my shelves close together, um, you know, which makes me have maximum amount of growing space. However, technology is changing. And now the benefit of the T5 on the right, even though I lose that, how many I can put so close together, it has a broader footprint and it's more economical. They cost less than half of the other lights. Um, I grew with the light high, like you see it there. I grew the darkest green, bushiest pepper plants I have ever grown under that light high. Yes. So it's the science and it is very deep and very confusing. But as a seedling support, you do not have to go down that rabbit hole is what we're telling you. Right. Buy the light that fits your economy, your economics. And then figure out how to do it. If you are a flower farmer trying to grow the most, then you might want to stick with T8s and T12s that don't give off a lot of heat and allows you to stack shelves really close. Yeah. And that's a really good point that the grow lights you choose can have a really big impact on your overall setup. Yes. And one more tip I wanted to mention as well is if you've purchased these online, your grow lights... You can search the reviews a lot of times and see, has anybody else mentioned how far they're keeping it off the seedlings? There's no need to reinvent the wheel if someone's already been there before you. And then also check the box that the lights came in if it is a specific grow light. This might not be the case if you've picked up just a shop light at a big right. box store or something, but if it's a grow light, maybe somewhere on the box or in the instructions, there's some indicator of a good starting off point, but really you do just have to test for yourself. So what are some signs that someone may not have their light adjusted to the proper height? So if you've got it really high and it's not a really intense light, you know, it's not broadcasting enough, um, the plants tend to get leggy. They're stretching for light, so they get yellow. Other things can also contribute to that, but grow light and they start to bend. They are looking for more light. Um, and of course, too close, you know, you're, you're cooking your seedlings. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to move on to another common question. And it's, when do I need to move my seedlings under grow lights? And how long should I leave my lights on each day? That's a really common question too, right? Yes. So my general rule when I'm watering on my seedling heat mat in the morning is I am looking to examine, is there any signs of life of sprouting yet? And I consider sprouting, if I can, some particular seeds, um, like sometimes the ornamental peppers that we grow, 
um, I can see them cracking and the little little embryo poking out, right? That is considered sprouting. You're not waiting for a, a, a spring up of a of a little stem, right? So I'm always looking for signs of life. And when I see approximately 50% of signs of life, I move it off of the seedling heat mat over to the grow light. And you want to make sure to move those seedlings under the grow light because you don't want them to get weak and leggy. They need a really intense light so they can grow into strong, healthy, stocky seedlings. Right. And it's surprising how fast they can get spindly and weak if they're lacking in light for too long. So just remember that the 50% number, it's just a guideline. And like Lisa mentioned, even if you just see those seed coats starting to crack, that counts as signs of germination. So true, Lane. It's, I was talking with a student day before yesterday. Her power was out and she was so upset that it just only took a matter of a few hours of being in a room that had a couple of windows. So there was light, but obviously there's never enough light in that circumstance for seedlings. But without her grow lights on, all of her seedlings were bent after just oh. a few hours. And there's really nothing to do in that situation. But you're right. That's why you do not want to delay getting them over to the grow lights. Yeah. And then how long should someone leave their grow lights on each day? There's a lot of confusion about this because there are a lot of different numbers of hours thrown around. And some people even say, oh, you should leave them on 24 hours a day. Yeah. So different people definitely have different preferences here. But what's the right number for that in your opinion? Well, I think that everybody needs a little sleep. Plants too. You know, the lights <laughs> need to go off for a little bit of resting time. Um, and so we follow the 16 to 18 hour lights on. So they come on at, you know, five or six o'clock in the morning and go off at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And a timer makes that happen. You might think you're going to remember, but you do not. And in fact, our new grow light has a built-in timer um, so that it makes it even easier. You know, each light can be set. Um, and so, yeah, 16 to 18 hours a day of grow light is what grows the healthiest, stockiest, shortest, most abundant seedlings. And we know for fact that they go on to not to be more disease and pest resistant and grow healthier once they get in the garden. And in terms of leaving your lights on longer than that, like Lisa just said, the seedlings grow into perfectly healthy seedlings with 16 hours of light a day. Right. So right. there's just no need to waste any additional electricity or waste any of your grow light hours. You know, your grow light is only rated for a certain number of hours. There's no need to waste those unnecessarily. Exactly. Okay. And our last question is definitely one of the most common ones we get. And it's, if a seed pack says that the seed needs light to germinate, does it need to be under grow lights while it is still germinating on the heat mat? So let's say you sow your seeds. It's a seed that needs to be surface sown, that needs light to germinate. Do they need to also turn grow lights on while it is still on the heat mat? So that's a really common question as you are um, sharing. And so no. Um, the short answer is regular room light is sufficient to fill that need. But I'll tell you something that I've learned back when I was researching, I think it was cool flowers um, about, I had questions about a couple of seeds on how to germinate them, which led me to talk to somebody that's a super, like a third generation flower farmer, super seasoned. And his suggestion or his experience and opinion was, and it's not even really the light that the seed needs. It's the oxygen 
Because I'll tell you what blows that out of the water is if you germinate seeds in a germination chamber, um, which is dark inside. And we germinate celosia and snaps and all of those also in a germination chamber and there's no light, but it's the surface sowing that allows the seed to really get that oxygen that it needs. So the short answer is no, it does. It should not be under a grow light and on a heat mat at the same time, except for special circumstances. Um, But that is typically not how it's done. And something that I think leads to failure a lot of times for surface sown seeds is especially for a home gardener who might have their heat mats in the same location as their grow lights. For you, Lisa, on the farm, you have your heat mat station set up entirely separate from your grow light racks. For me at home, I have my heat mats in the same location as my grow lights. So I would have the option of turning them on at the same time. But what can happen is if you have lights that give off some heat, like we were talking about before, they're surface sown seeds. They're already prone to drying out because they're on the surface. So then you have a heat mat beneath them, and then you have these potentially hot grow lights above. And in addition to possibly overheating the seeds, that can really dry that surface out and lead to poor germination, unfortunately, for the surface sown seeds that you're really trying to baby and get good germination on. It's, it's, that is it in a nutshell right there. It just provides, seeds have to have some level of moisture most often to break through that shell and to pop that little embryo out. And there's no way you're going to have moisture where they're on heat and under heat. And I actually have LED grow lights that give off very little heat. I mean, you can put your hand up to them and you almost feel nothing. So for me, it would be okay for me to flip the lights on while they're on the heat mat. But just be aware if you have lights that give off some heat, you could be unintentionally drying them out, possibly overheating them. And typically the ambient light in a room is sufficient for germination. So it's really just not necessary to turn that light on until you have actual seedlings up. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that does it for this episode on grow lights. Do you have any additional questions on grow lights? Feel free to leave them in the comment section over on YouTube or submit them using the form linked in the show notes. And please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're watching or listening so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And thank you so much again for joining us. Yeah, friends, it was great to spend some time with you again talking about We love tackling these questions that you guys have, so bring them on. And remember, you can learn more about the work that we're doing at the Gardener's Workshop over at thegardenersworkshop.com, where we'd love to bump into you over there. All right, Lane, let's wrap it up. See you guys later. (laughs) Bye. Ciao.